millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good, how about you? Good, thanks. Remember how I used to just start this? Like, we'd be having a conversation, I'd used to start the recording. Yeah, we weren't having conversation, though. Yeah, but now we're never having that anymore. Yeah, that no. Was, that was an old thing I used to do to you. It wasn't too bad, though. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Welcome to You Mina Poltergeist. Yeah, welcome, guys. Hope you're having a wonderful time. We are the pair that never tire about talking about vampires. Yeah, I mean, we do talk about vampires a lot, thanks to Vampire Diaries, Damon Salvatore for Life. Yeah, I agree. I agree a lot, yup. So, is he old enough to be my father? Yeah. Who? Oh, Ian Summerhelder. (laughs) Yeah. He's like 45 or something. We finished that show now. Have you started watching the originals yet? No, nah, no, nah, I'm on the the best headspace for it. Fair enough. You really need to like really dive into that. Yeah, I need to be in a headspace where I don't want to be on my phone constantly playing games. Right, which is never because you love games. I do love my pitch across. <laughs> That's Belinda's favorite game. I spent four dollars fifty on it. <laughs> I need to have it on my phone for the rest of my life. Yep. I need to finish that game. I need to finish all of the levels, all the pictures, Can and I will fucking them? do it. In it. I hope so. Do they like send you a fucking trophy? They fucking better. Yeah, well, you've invested. I mean, some many hundreds of hours into that game. I've collected a few little trophies on there. But I'm talking about like a real physical, real life trophy. I want them to send you something good. Yeah, I hope so, because that'd be good. Yeah, definitely. We're back to recording at a at a nighttime sketch. I know. Because I'm back to working evenings again. And um it's a little bit quieter. It is chill, isn't it? And then Priscilla just happens to get up right when we start recording. Yeah, she's always annoying. She'll come over and start chewing on something. Flip this around for a second. Holding. Hello? 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 Way millions of times better. Look how loud that is. So much louder. Yeah. On my... You really got to start... <laughs> yeah, she does, because she's a fucking asshole. Yeah, I know. You know, I I woke up, I think it was around... Sorry for everyone listening, Priscilla's just chewing fucking biscuits next to my head. But I woke sorry up... Sorry if it triggers you. Yeah, I woke up probably six or seven times last night to her, 
doing something annoying like jumping and trying to eat all my fucking books or uh, running around scratching shit or jumping on me or jumping on the projector and turning the projector on. She's for some reason figured out that she can sit on top of that projector and turn it on. Mm-hmm. Or turn the volume all the way up. She'll just like accidentally. I don't know if she's accidentally doing it. And I've but. started to putting on like a timer on the projector because like I, I at the moment I've been falling asleep within two episodes of The Simpsons when it would normally be like five or six. So that's awesome. progress, progress. I'm just that exhausted. But um, I've been setting a timer on it for 90 minutes. So it turns off that's up, it's like what... That's about four or five episodes, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know how many episodes. Maybe three or four. It's 90 minutes, so it's 60. Like 20 minutes each. It's an hour and... Like four episodes. Four episodes, whatever. Look, <clears throat> I turn it off with the timer <laughs> after 90 minutes because I'm like energy saving. I don't know where I'm going with this now. But Priscilla turns it on. But Priscilla, yeah, she ends up turning it back on. And, like, this projector, like, I love it. Thank you, babe, so much for getting it for You're for welcome. us. You, I've got it for you. Thank you for getting it for me. Um, <laughs> but it's so loud as well. It is. Like, it's fan, exhaust fan is, like, really loud. Like, it's meant to be used outside, most likely. Yeah. like It's like a big projector, in a, too. In a bigger space. You but we've it got on. it right next to our heads, of course. Yeah, you turn it on and it's like... But it's like it's not bad. Like I no. like it. We can still hear the um, sound fine. perfectly fine. But when it gets turned on and the room suddenly brightens <laughs> as Priscilla's turned it on and <laughs> it's, it's a bit scurry. Yeah. Like oh. And then you see this little furry thing on top. And she's just like hey, hey, hey. She's like, You're she awake she, now, motherfucker. She fucking knows what she's doing as well. She wakes us up just to annoy us. She does. And this morning, <laughs> she pissed me off so much. She woke me up like seven times during the night. And the last time I got so upset, I was just like, had it with her. I picked her up and I just put her outside. And I went back to bed and I had an angry dream. <laughs> I never have an angry dream. You don't even dream that much. I know. I woke up pissed off. I think it was some uh, dream about... I don't know. I don't know. People were trying to, like, charge me money for playing tennis with the volleyball court or something weird like that. <laughs> like and a there were, like, dream trucks. that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and there were trucks involved, and we had, like, transformer trucks, and it was fucking weird. It was a new sport. I invented it. Oh, whatever. Wow, it was pretty cool. Yeah, transformer tennis, volleyball. Pretty cool. But anyway, I woke up pissed the fuck off and I was like why am I so angry and then I remembered that Priscilla about 30 minutes ago before I'd fallen back asleep Priscilla had uh she's such a little bitch woken me up for the last night she is very annoying like (sighs) all day she's just slept on the bed and like chilled out she hasn't moved when I've like jumped into the bed or anything she's just like no I'm having a nap whatever yeah we let her sleep she doesn't let us sleep Legit, the other night I slept, because Belinda's best friend came over, mm-hmm. I slept in the spare room on like a single camping mattress and it was the first time in like, uh, realistically Three probably years. like, realistically probably like six or seven months that I've slept all the way through the night without being woken up by a cat. 
I felt amazing. This is how normal people feel. <laughs> yeah. Not like constantly drained and <laughs> exhausted. At least we can go through the tiredness with Luke and Kate. Yeah. 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 We can't talk about that. No, we can't. Um, It's like having a newborn. Yeah, exactly. Just cut out the Luke and Kate part. Just put in me saying it's like having a newborn. Yeah. What are you talking about today, babe? Talking about a plantation. What are you talking about? I'm talking about something in Russia. Ah, very good. This is good time for yeah, you. Yeah, they carry long uphill, good group exercise, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? This is good. I love how Russian people that speak English, they don't they pronounce their eyes as two e's. So if they're going to say shit, they say shit. Shit. <laughs> I never gonna, thought of and, that. And if they're going to say sheet, it's sheet. <laughs> I'm lame. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Uh, I think you are going first, aren't you? Yeah. Thanks. You can go first. I'm tired. Sorry about that. So I am going to be talking about something that is sort of unlike anything we've talked about before on the podcast. <coughs> Because unlike other stories, this one is completely and utterly shrouded in mystery. Yeah, so the reasoning behind this story could be paranormal and is certainly beyond what you'd normally, or beyond strange, you could say. But I believe it could very well have been caused by something entirely of this world. But I'll, I'm going to leave everything up to your imagination because this, sco- this story is scurry. So today I'll be talking about the Russian deaths that occurred on Dyatlov Pass, February 1 and 2 in 1959. This is one of the most well-known recorded mysteries of the past 100 years and fascinates to the people to this day as there is still no explanation of what happened. I'm intrigued. Thank you. Carry on, sir. Like I said, don't know if it's paranormal, but everyone seems to think But so. it's fucking a mystery, and you know what? Why not be a mystery podcast exactly. as well? Yeah. So Fuck it. Let's expand our horizons. <laughs> the tale starts out with a group of very experienced trekkers, most of whom were graduates of the Ural Polytechnical Institute in Russia. Nine Nine out of ten of the hikers were between the ages of 20 to 23, uh, the last hiker being a 38-year-old Soviet World War II veteran uh, who wasn't part of the original friend group of the ten, but, oh, sorry, of the other nine, but he was going for his master's degree in, I think, mountaineering or something like that, and guiding a group across a Soviet, uh, across a, the icy wilderness was part of the degree in getting that final requirement. Yeah, the re- the rest of the group had at least grade two hiking and ski tour experience. I think grade three is like the highest level of trekking skill acknowledged in Russia. So they were like, Approaching being super super experienced trekkers because were they, it, were they like wait, intermediate? No, they're like like level two is still fucking good. Oh, okay. Like you're surviving in negative thirty Celsius, so like Fuck Siberian ice wilderness. 
Like it, I'd it, be fine then because lately I haven't been feeling the cold, so yeah, I reckon I'll it. just melt the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the entire group had a significant amount of experience behind them and all the skills required to survive in the harsh Siberian wilderness, which makes the circumstances that occurred even more obscure and terrifying. On the 27th of January, 1959, after a few days' travel by train, the group departed on the first leg of their trek from Vashai, heading towards Mount Ortorton. 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 I believe that's how it's said in a Russian accent. Uh, one day after the journey started, one of the hikers decided it was best for him to head back as he was experiencing severe joint pain. I believe he had... Uh, What's that room? He had a, he had a bunch of health issues previous, and uh, the day of hiking was enough for him to think he would not be able to survive this if he kept going. So he turned back, and of the original ten hikers, Yuri Yudin, the man with the joint pain, was the only member who would ever return to society. So after a number of successful days hiking, but the- like, sorry, no, you go. No, what are you saying? I was going to say, does he, did he have any idea? Uh, he had some idea, but still, no, not entirely any clue whatsoever. Not like a plausible explanation? No. So, after a number of days of successful hiking, the group reached the edge of a highland area and were preparing to summit the mountain. Uh, Unfortunately for the group, terrible weather and a number of other circumstances caused the expedition to lose track of their direction, and the group found themselves heading towards the peak of Kolot Siaki instead of their original mountain. I know what you're thinking. Kolot Siaki sounds super safe, right? (laughs) Yeah, this whole thing sounds safe. Yeah, well, guess what that translates to, babe? Mountain of fucking death. I was just about to say, has it got something to do with death? (laughs) Yep. The group was still experiencing the horrible weather and facing the negative 30 Celsius degree temperatures and decided to set up camp on the side of this mountain. What's that? I know this one. You do? Yeah. Okay. Hold on a minute. Not because I've researched it, but I I watched an episode of... um, It's pretty well known. Oh, it's got the... Just let me continue. You go. But I... Yeah, like, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Go, 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 go. So instead of making their way into the forest only 1.5 kilometers away, uh, they just set up camp on the side of this mountain. But it can be assumed that the bad weather was caused for that since they probably weren't able to see where the actual forest was during the blizzard. Um. Skip ahead to the future, now by 10 days, and their sports club starts getting a little worried as they hadn't yet sent a telegram for the expedition alerting them that they had returned to safety. Uh, Eight days later, on the 20th of February, and some 18 days after the expedition arrived at the Mountain of Death, a (laughs) rescue mission was sent out to save or recover the expedition. The rescue team first discovered the camp of the fated expedition after six days of searching. Jeez. And boy, what a bizarre sight it was. As six days. F- yeah. As as far as I can see, the, the expedition only really had one tent. Mm. Uh, but 
Yeah, that that one tent had been cut open. But here, here's the Which weird. Is strange. Here's the weird part, babe. It was cut open from the inside out. So they were trying to get out. Yeah, meaning that something on the inside of the tent was so horrific that they required escape in the fastest mode possible by slicing and tearing open the tent from the inside and escaping outwards. Suspicious. It Yeah, and it gets weirder here yet. All the group had escaped from whatever exactly was inside the tent and decided it was best to leave all of their camping gear within the tent, neatly arranged in the corners, and mm. all of their shoes as well. Mm-hmm. All nine members of the expedition escaped from the campsite and had begun escaping in various different directions without shoes in blizzard conditions in negative 30 Celsius weather. I have a theory. Now, now I say escape only loosely because the pattern of the footprints uh, that were remnant there were paced out at a distance that suggested to rescuers that the group had actually made the way from the camp in a calm and leisurely stroll pace. So I bet not they couldn't run frantically. With, well, I bet they couldn't run with the gale force winds. We'll get to your theory at the end, babe. It's just a really ridiculous theory. Okay, we'll hear about it later. So, yeah. Even stranger yet was that the first two bodies that the rescuers found, uh, two of the hikers had fo- actually made it down to the tree line, and they were completely unclothed except for their underwear. Is this the right story that you heard? Yeah. Yeah. So having succumbed to hypothermia, but there is a part of hypothermia where your body thinks you're overheating. And you have so to you take, take off all, all your, your clothes, clothes. off. So that's you don't have to, that's what you think, yeah. Yep. So the two had gathered around a campfire they had made, which is the place they drew their last breaths. And it looked as if uh, to rescuers that someone had tried to climb the tree up to nine feet high, or sorry, five meters high, and had like snapped some of the branches off in doing so. Yeah, probably looking fell to their death, looking to get back to the camp. No, didn't fall to their death. Oh no, they stabbed the tree. No, they no, they came back down. Oh, they came back down. Yes. Okay. So, three more hikers were found scattered between the tree line and the tents. They were frozen in positions that suggested they were making their way back from the naked men's uh, campfire to the original camp on the mountain. Mm. Then, the four remaining trekkers were found, uh, I think this was two months later or two weeks later or something like that. It was some ridiculous amount of time. Uh, They were found... In a ravine, buried under four meters of snow, some seventy-five meters deeper into the tree line. Yet, yeah, yeah. And good job to rescuers for fucking finding these people. I don't know how they did it. It was impressive. So, <clears throat> yeah, and these were among the strangest deaths of the entire expedition. Three of the four had died from blunt force injuries to the head and chest, which was described as being so strong that no human could have done it. Mm. Which makes sense if they were in a fucking ravine. Maybe they fell down. Right? Yeah. That's what you think. Incorrect. Incorrect, babe. Because, oh, well, they, the doctors, upon sort of looking at this, uh, these injuries that they had, I'll, I'll get to the injuries in a second, but it, it couldn't have been made from like pure blunt force from the outside. 
and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the last girl within the um, ravine died of hypothermia, and she was wearing a number of coats from the other survivors, seemingly having been given them as the other felt others fell into the grips of death. Mm. Yeah, or she stole them. Or she stole them. Yeah. Now, yeah, remember how I said that they fell into the ravine and everything was super normal and everything? Yeah, yeah like well, two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had zero external injuries. Yeah. Which would accompany, you know, the normal horrific internal bleeding and fractures that you'd expect. If someone has yeah. bone fractures, there needs to be like external force, especially if they've hit something, fallen off and cru- been crushed or something yeah. like that. Like they should have bruising and like or like blood on the outside of their body. But they didn't. They did not. And researchers say that injuries could only be caused by an intense amount of pressure or internal force. What How does that, that internal mean? Internal force again? Well, you just Aliens. flick your arm hard enough, it just breaks. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the way I crack my elbows, I'm waiting for it one day. Yeah. Oh, and get this: three of the four in the ravine had super creepy injuries, and when the investigators found them. Tracker number one was missing his eyebrows. Removed. Oh, God. Tracker two was missing his eyes. Mm. Gone. And tracker three was missing her tongue, eyeballs, and lips. Oh. Gone. Let me just let that sink in for you for a second. No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And at the uh, time, the verdict that the government had said was that they all died because of a compelling force of nature. Whatever exactly that means. What type of nature, eh? Yeah. Uh, Interesting points are that one of the jackets of the expedition was tested for radiation and the one jacket of one of the men came back with, like, abnormal amounts of radiation. That's unusual. That is very unusual. But I think I think one of them worked in like a power plant or around military grade plutonium or okay, something. Okay, so, so then like that would make sense, sense to some degree. Yeah. But one of them was a photographer as well. And after the expedition and the researchers went in, <gasps> did they find his camera. They did. Oh. But they held the sort of not copyright but like ownership of the photographs for like. 20 years after the death. Of course. And then it was released into the public. And one of the photos looks like a bright light. It could be just the bright light of a campfire off in the distance. But everyone seems to be having this theory that this person took a photo of a bright light in the sky above them because there were so many sightings of alien spaceships in Russia in that time. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Aliens. That's my story. Holy shit. Do you think it's aliens or what? I understand it's aliens. I just think the weirdest part is that they had body parts missing, like facial parts missing. Maybe the the aliens are trying to make like their own human doll. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they just like blasted them with radiation and then like, fucking ah, fuck. gave them internal force. Yeah. Why did they all flee the tent? Okay, well, my theory. Yeah, tell me. Well, because all their stuff was neatly folded into the corners with no shoes on and stuff, I'm thinking... Sex party. Exactly. They were like, you know what, it's cold outside, let's get a bit warm, They've let's had a have bit of an vodka. orgy. One of them 
was an alien the whole time. And then was like, shit, this is my chance. And then they all just tried to flee, but they couldn't because it was really strong wind. So it looks like they walked calmly. That one who went back early for joint pain? Secretly an alien. (laughs) I'm just imagining The Thing. (laughs) You remember that movie? No, I don't know if I've seen The the Thing. The Antarctica expedition and the person starts turning into a monster and sheds all the skin and shit. Yeah, no, I have seen that movie. I'm imagining that now. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got. Um, you guys should all look into Dyatlov Pass. Yeah, it's pretty fucking creepy. It's I creepy. saw it on this show, like, what's it called? Something Things, Strange Things or something like that. Yeah. Not Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. But it's got the guy from Star Trek in it. Oh, cool. He does. He's a narrator or something. I think it's Star Trek. Is it the guy who talks like this? No, it is not the guy who okay. talks like this. Is it Leonard Nimoy? <laughs> I don't think it is. It? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Discovery Channel or one of those channels, History Channel maybe, put on a investigation for this this whole thing. And they, their angle of uh, do- this documentary was that a Yeti had killed everyone. think it's a yeti yeah well it wouldn't make sense because there are no other tracks aside from the tracks of the uh expedition the government had actually uh looked into it and tried to or they'd questioned some of the local tribes people thinking that maybe the uh expedition had encroached too closely onto their lands and that the tribes people had come and uh executed them out of like a vengeance for their uh, passing onto the lands, and that was obviously, you know, that couldn't have happened because there was no other footprints. Unexplained. Unexplained, yeah, that's a good show. That's the show it was on. I watched it with Derek, Unexplained. What else thing is Strange yeah. Things? Unexplained. It's a very cool show. Yeah. Uh, half time. <laughs> do, 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 half time. Do we have any new reviews? Not that I know of, probably not. Um, I do want to say thanks to everyone that's been buying stuff off Redbubble lately. Thank you incredibly much so. We do not have any new reviews. If you want to review us, you can. If you leave a five-star review with something nice to say, we will read it out on the show. If you leave one that's negative and mean and nasty, I'm going to blast you all over Instagram. Because <laughs> I'm a bitch. Anyhow, moving on, babe. What do you have to speak about today? Like I said earlier, I've got a plantation to speak about. I know yeah. plantations are well, your, well haunted. your area, mainly. Yep. You always have a plantation. I'm normally like the homestead or the asylum oh, or the nice. hospital or the yeah. murder house, which you've stolen a murder house from me once. I have. And then I went to do it and then I realized you'd done it after you told me you'd done it during the episode. <laughs> Anyways, what are you Still doing? very fresh. So I'm doing the uh, Chloe and the Myrtles plantation. Is this at Myrtle Beach? Absolutely not. Okay, sorry. Continue. Um. So my references, as per usual, uh, Ranker.com, bit of Wikipedia. Love it. Um, Myrtlesplantation.com, because they've got their own website, of course. Nice. National Geographic, pretty fucking sick. 
um, seeksghosts.blogspot.com, which I found. Well, I clicked on that link, yeah? This is a sidebar. Complete doesn't have anything to do with the story. I clicked on that link and it was like signed in and it was like my email. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I created a blog when I was 14. Oh my God. And you were still signed in. I was still signed in. Because I've just saved everything to Chrome, right? To like Google on this laptop. Onto my Google account. And it was, I was like, yeah, logged in. Ready to go. And I had a post there. And the title of it was Dating Yes or No for You. Oh, wow. And I had it down, broken down into sections. And I'd written this before I even started dating Jay. This is some... Oh, shit. This is some inspirational stuff, babe. You, if you think you'd be able well. to find it, you won't now because I fucking deleted oh, that come shit. Come on, we no, read it. No, no. Do you know what? One, I'll tell you one line. Yeah, yeah. Give us one. Come on, sneak peek. One line that I wrote in it. <laughs> tell us. Come on. So <laughs> fucking stupid. It's gonna be embarrassing for it's you. It's so embarrassing. But it's like in a relationship. Try not to have an on-off relationship. I go by the three times rule. I'll give a guy three chances because, you know, the saying, third time's the charm. Wow. That's like exactly the generic <laughs> shit that you'd hear in like a women's magazine. Uh, I was into Sex and the City at the time. So I was uh, going for Carrie Bradshaw mode, I reckon. Yeah. Very but nice. I, I deleted it. That's gone. Okay. Mm-mm. Anyway, continuing. So, seeksghost.blogspot.com um, and maps.roadtrippers.com. Nice. Even though I didn't get, I didn't get much from there, but I got a little bit of information. So, in Saint Francisville, Louisiana, there is the 215-year-old Myrtle's Plantation on a 10-acre block of land. It is now a lovely B and B with cozy French furnishings. The site was commissioned in 1796 by General David Bradford, nicknamed Whiskey Dave because of his participation in the Whiskey Rebellion. Ah, fantastic. That's when they started to tax it all. I looked it up just in case you asked, but you didn't even ask. Um, He originally named the grounds Laurel Grove. Um, after Whiskey Dave's passing, the plantation was left to his daughter, Sarah, and her husband, Judge Clark Woodruff, who had been one of his law students. Sarah and Clark had three daughters, Cornelia, Jane, and and Mary, only one of which lived to adulthood. Cornelia? No, it was Mary. Oh, I was going to say, with a name like that, You'd she already sounds like she's an old lady. Right? So. No, she... Her death's a little bit sad. What's your name, young lady? Cornelia. Wow. That's a horrible name. <laughs> I can already see the grey hairs. <laughs> Cornelia. Real. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? She's calling roll. The teacher's calling roll at the start of the class. All right. Uh, Jane here. Cornelia. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible, I'm sorry. It was terrible, but good. Thanks, babe. According to the locals, there are a total of 12 ghosts that haunt the plantation. 
In 2001, Unsolved Mysteries filmed a segment about the alleged hauntings at the plantation. According to host Robert Stack, the production crew experienced technical difficulties during the production of the segment, which is clear sign of your paranormal because they drain all of your energies. Yeah, they, they take as much as they can so they can manifest. So that they can manifest. Okay, don't go <laughs> into a place with full battery expecting it to last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Bring some extra batteries because you're going to use them. Bring your charger, hide your wives, <laughs> hide your kids. Because um, they're spooking everybody out here. That's it. Um, the plantation has been listed. Baby, you'll love this. It's been listed as one of America's most haunted oh, houses. Wow. I know you loved your most haunted, so there we go. That must be in like the top like 37. Oh, must be. And a walkthrough of the house and stories about the history are offered on a daily basis. There are mystery tours held every Friday and Saturday evening where guests sit around with a guide who tells about their personal experiences at the Haunted Mansion. And I have some price lists for you right here. Exhibit A. Exhibit A. Tell us. And because it is a and b remember, you can stay there, guys. So get get your tickets today. You can for the low, sponsored low price. Sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Myrtle. Myrtle's Plantation, America's Most Haunted House. God, that name's a bit tough to swallow too, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got the evening mystery tours starting at $15 for an hour. You've got daily mystery tour starting at $15 for 45 minutes. And you've got the private mystery tours starting at $99 an hour and have up to a group of 35. Oh, wow. So 99 each. That's it. God, that's expensive. Yeah. Um... But you can stay there for a night, starting from one hundred and seventy-five US dollars. Now remember, this is all in US dollars. If you're Australian, it's like double. Yeah, it's pricey. <laughs> but I'd want to stay there. Absolutely, I want to stay mm. there, and I'll tell you why. Because there's quite a few hauntings. <laughs> Twelve, I hear. <laughs> in eighteen thirty-four, <laughs> creeper by the dozen. Am I on the right spot? Yeah. In 1834, Woodruff sold the plantation to one Rufin Gray Sterling. Sterling not only remodeled the house, but also renamed the plantation after the Crepe? Crepe? Crepe. The Crepe. How's it spelt? It's spelt like Crepe. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why. He renamed it after a Crepe. (laughs) I don't know why. Chateau de la Crepe. I don't know why I couldn't pronounce that then. Crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Yep. Anyway, he, rena- he renamed the plantation after the crepe myrtle trees that grew on the property. Sometime after the plantation passed, um, sometime after the plantation passed to William Winter, a man who mar- married one of the daughters of Sterling. It's been noted that over 10 murders have happened there and one and only one has been confirmed in the historical record of death. That would be of William Winter, who was shot and killed on the plantation in 1971 after being interrupted from teaching a group of children a Sunday school lesson. Oh my God. It's said that he was lured outside and was shot by a, myster- a mysterious rider. Winter then re-entered the home looking for his wife and began climbing the central staircase to reach her. 
but he only made it to the 17th step before dying. To this day, you can still hear his footsteps echoing through the hallway and in a constant loop of trying to find his wife but never reaching her. That's tragic. And the killer was never identified or convicted for a crime. Uh, do you have any uh, any idea who it was? Theories? Nope. nope. <laughs> no. It was one of the Sunday school I kids. I mean... He probably had some enemies. <laughs> yeah. The Sunday school teachers always <laughs> back have enemies. In the, back in the 1800s, really have a couple of, couple of one, two enemies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. Anyway. Um, it would take until the 1970s when Myrtle's plantation was purchased by the Myers family that its reputation as a haunted house would come about. The family opened the plantation as a bed and breakfast and it didn't take long for strange things to take place. There are a variety of other stories surrounding the Myrtles. It is believed that the house is built over a Native American burial ah. ground, like half of the fucking US. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a Native American woman um, is seen in a gazebo on the property. Some stories say that she's naked, but I honestly just think that's a bit fabricated. Yeah. I mean, she probably has a tits out, but calm down, guys. In. Calm down. You guys want to see a naked ghost? Yeah, come to the gazebo. <laughs> yeah. I remember a couple of times in my childhood seeing... Uh, naked ghosts at a gazebo? <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah? Uh, seeing, like, want a good time, call this number, written on a gazebo. You ever call it, mate? Uh, no. no, I was only no about one. like six or seven. Oh, yeah. come on, you I definitely about it. was not in for a good time. Yeah, you thought about it though, didn't you? I did. Yeah. You're like, Mum, can I borrow your phone? Yeah, Mum. <laughs> Give us your Nokia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm six year old brain. I'm going to call for a good time. No one plays with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for someone. I'm, ring, 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 ring. Hello? Can you play with me? Hey, you like RuneScape? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Enough of you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she's presumably uh, someone that was buried there years ago. It was right. the end of that paragraph. Okay. During the Civil War, the house was ransacked by Union soldiers, and legend claims that there that three were killed in the house, supposedly... There is a blood stain in a doorway, roughly the size of a human body that will not come clean. Some cleaners have told stories of being unable to push their mop or broom into the space. Oh, wow. Another haunting is by a young girl who died in 1868, despite being treated by a local voodoo practitioner. (laughs) Oh, wow. She supposedly appears in the room in which she died and has been reported to practice voodoo on people sleeping in the room. Guests have heard strange noises all over the plantation. Where did you say this was? Louisiana? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course voodoo. Of course voodoo. Absolutely. Don't fuck with voodoo. Don't fuck with Louisiana. I couldn't find anything else on her, though. I was like, oh, well, that sounds interesting. I want to yeah. know about the voodoo girl, but no. Um, so I came across this article because it had photographic evidence oh. of the ghosts. Are you going to show me? Of, of course I'm going to show you. Oh, hell yeah. I get to react. Yeah, you do. You get well, to react, react real time. <laughs> <laughs> IRL. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, so... One being an unidentified girl dressed in antebellum clothing peering out of a window. 
You can see her whole body as she looks directly at the camera. And she's referred to as the ghost girl of Myrtle's plantation. The photo was sent to Dave Young, a paladin paranormal of, sorry, the photo was sent to Dave Young of Paladin Paranormal for his opinion. Dave is a good friend and supporter of the plantation. Dave was amazed and immediately sent it to other professionals, including the Society of Psychical Research in England. Nice. That's a big one. Thank you. The photo was taken of a teacher and some of her students on the courtyard at the plantation with only a Sony Cybershot DC. DSC-P93A digital camera. I love that. That's my favorite model. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's got one, right? <laughs> and we all know how basic those are. <laughs> and there seemed to be no tampering with the photo upon further inspection as, it, as it's made its way around the world being thoroughly researched. Photographers have looked at this pixel by pixel and they could not find any doctoring, a direct comment that place has received in regard to the photo. The mystery remains of who this girl is exactly. Oh. All right, babe. Yeah, give us a look. Show you this first photo and you tell me if you can, you can see her anywhere in this photo. It's obviously not the white faces blanked out. They're blanked out for privacy. Uh, is it the black amorphous thing? In the back? Yeah. Or is that a plant? That's a plant, but you're looking okay. in the right section. How about now? Uh, Do you need to come better? closer? I'll come closer and be back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Wait, there's another photo. Like a more close-up one. Oh, my God, I saw it. That's really cool. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see her. She looks like a Inuit. Yeah. If uh, f- professional photographers have searched it by pixel by pixel and said that there's no doctoring, I'm going to fucking believe it, okay? That's it. I'm going to fucking believe in it. <laughs> All right? <laughs> That's a fucking ghost. In that goddamn photo. <laughs> and it's like, hello? Hello? What if it's the voodoo girl? Oh. Casting voodoo magic. Cute dress, though. Very cute. Belinda will include a link and an image Maybe. in our <laughs> Instagram post. Yeah, I always forget to do reference photos these days. But I uh, look forward to that. Yeah. Now, onto the most infamous ghost of the plantation. Oh, here we Her go. Her name is Chloe. Oh, hell yeah. And she was a slave working at the plantation when it was owned by Sarah and Clark Woodruff. Chloe quickly became Clark's mistress, Ooh. or depending on the ver- version, I almost said virgin, <laughs> <laughs> or depending on the version of the legend, may have been forced to be his mistress. Oh, no. Um, it said she didn't refuse um, refuse him as she knew she would be she would be punished with long hours of work in the fields under the hot blistering sun, or worse. So she went along with the affair, but soon became attached. Worrying that Woodruff's wife would find out and punish her, Chloe began eavesdropping on the family's conversations. 
One day, she was listening through keyholes, as she did regularly, to learn news of Judge Clark Woodruff's business dealings. She was caught and then punished by Clark, resulting in the loss of her ear. Oh, my God. Where she would, from then on, cover up the scar with a green wrap or turban. Soon after, Clark became worried... Um, sorry. Soon after... Clark became bored with Chloe being his mistress that lasted a few years and began having an affair with a new girl. Chloe then apparently used oleander leaves, Olinda, I'm not too sure how to pronounce it, but they're very poisonous. Oh. She used those leaves that were growing in the plantation to make a poison, uh, poison-filled cake for Cornelia. Cornelia? For Cornelia's birthday, but she... Oh. Okay. Let's see where I'm at. But instead, Sarah and the two and two of the daughters ate it and were killed because she put too much in. The reason for the poisoned cake varies. One says that it that a housemaid who got the oleander as a favour said she was seeking revenge. Others say it was jealousy of the judge's new affair. Chloe feared that she'd be banned from the house and would have to work in the fields with other slaves. It's said that her intentions may have not been to poison them, but to poison the daughters just enough so that they would become ill and she would have to take care of them. Therefore, she couldn't be banned from the house and showing uh. her place within the residence. Upon hearing the news of their deaths, Chloe, distraught and fearing punishment, was either then drowned in the Mississippi River or hung and her body was thrown into the river. There are versions saying she did it herself and others saying that the other slaves feared of, uh, feared of being accused of murder or even being accused of association and decided to drag her from her bed and commit the act of either hanging or drowning her. Either way, her body was found in the Mississippi River. Wow. Today, it is said that a woman with a green turban haunts the grounds. It was also customary at the time in the South to cover all the mirrors in a home other, I mean, after the people who lived there died. But this was not done to one mirror in particular in the plantation, and now it is believed the souls of Sarah and her daughters are trapped inside. Some have claimed to see handprints on the mirror where the spirits have tried to escape. Oh my God. The historical record does not support this legend there is no record of the woodruffs owning a slave named chloe or any slaves the legends usually claim that sarah and her two daughters were poisoned but mary survived well into adulthood finally sarah jane and cornelia woodruff were not killed by poisoning but instead succumbed to yellow fever though to counter the argument this is me this is me like that's yeah. their information this is me to counter their argument, this happened back in the 1700s, and record keeping may not have been <laughs> um, may have been a bit more difficult, as well as the Woodruffs possibly not wanting to admit that they had slaves. Yeah. Well, I resulting mean, in Clark having there. an affair. That, that he is was very a very true. well known judge, and possibly Clark and Mary didn't want the story of their of the poisonings to get out. Yeah. And then others would fear about having slaves. Ah. And this came up with the cover story of Yellow Fever. That's actually pretty logical. Well done, babe. Thank Good you. theory. Thank you. Because I was like, bullshit, this fucking happened. 
It was back in the 1700s. Fucking hell yeah, it happened. (laughs) Anyway, so there is a photo taken in 1992. The owner of the Myrtles bought her on film. That year, she took a photo of the property to help get an insurance policy for the house. The photo was quickly forgotten until three years later when a reporter from the National Geographic Explorer used the photograph in their documentary. After blowing it up, he allegedly noticed the figure of what appeared to be a young girl, according to the owner. There was no one in that spot that day. Oh. The National Geographic Explorer filming crew determined that the photograph definitely contained what appeared to be an apparition of of what they believed to be Chloe. She appeared in the breezeway between the general's store and the butler's pantry of the mansion. The exterior boards of the mansion were clearly visible through the body of the apparition. National Geographic Explorer used the photograph in their documentary and suggested that a postcard should be made of the picture. Cool. Mr. Norman Benoit, I think, a patent researcher, visited the Myrtles Plantation in May 1995 and requested permission to research the postcard. After enlarging the postcard and doing a shadow density procedure, Mr. Benoit discovered that all the physical measurements of the apparition were of human dimensions and proportions. The circumference of the head, the length of the, the length of the shoulder to the elbow, and the length of the elbow to the wrist were all indicative of a human. This postcard is referred to as the Chloe postcard. Guests and visitors have claimed that Chloe has appeared in their photos from the plantation. Others here the young girls laughing and playing at the Myrtles to this day. Some people claim to have seen young girls in old-style clothing in the windows. Others say they've caught glimpses of Woodruff's children appearing in the mirror near the room where they died. But Chloe is often seen at night, wandering the grounds in her green turban, surrounded by the cries of little children. Guests report being awoken in the middle of the night to see Chloe staring at them from the side of the bed. No, that's fucked up, boy. That gave me some goosebumps. Is this the... First glance at this photo. Tell me if you see anyone. Yes. Where do you see them? On the right. It might be a tree, though. Like? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, turn a bit more to the right. Yeah. No. Where are they? Where are they hiding, babe? Zoom in. Enhance. <laughs> Where the arrow is. Oh, yes. Do you believe it? I believe it. I hashtag believe it. I mean, you got to think about it. This photo was taken in 1922. They did not have the technology no. to be able to do oh, that. No, they can't. And you can. Fabricate a photo back in that age. If you look at it, which you can after this, whatever, you can see the boards of the building behind like through this this figure through this shadow through this apparition if you will but that is chloe and the myrtles plantation then i saw a ghost now i'm I'm a believer believer. that should be our intro (laughs) instead of more it's a ripoff of a song yeah (laughs) 
No copyright infringements at all. No, no, no. Definitely not. And then it's our ankles. Yeah, I like that. Da, 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 da. Now no, I'm, I'm a believer. That damn ghost light turned on. <laughs> I'm just saying that, but I mean, it turns on at anything. I like flick my leg around in the bed, and the thing will like go through yeah, fifty shades very, of white. It's very sensitive. This ghost light. Yeah. Tis a ghost light after all. <laughs> Indeed. All right, well, I think that just about does it for us today. It does. Apologies for my terrible reading and breathing. No, baby, it was really good. And I've been chewing gum this whole time, so I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. It's fine. That was really creepy, and I kind of want to stay at the murder plantation. Right? Like, I would pay that money to stay there. Yeah, but I would Louisiana, here we come. Sleep okay. with a cross, like, taped to my chest. I'm asleep with a pentagram on my chest. Oh, my God. Have an upside-down cross tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> have a Ouija it. board in your mouth. I might have a Ouija board on my vagina. Oi, wait Oi. a minute. Because, you know, I'm trying to get <laughs> some of that spectrophilia up in here. Oh, Lord. Is that right? Spectrophilia? Yep. Yeah. Anyway. What's she doing with that, uh, what's that thing? Planchette. <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> 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 you're like, you're like, oh man, I don't want to go. Go on, just, nah, do it. It's like, oh, it's feeling good, and the the plant's head is just moving constantly to yes, 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 <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Anyhow, I like that. That's how you have sex with a, with a ghost. ghost. Anyway, yeah, let's get out of it, babe. <laughs> what are we doing out in the world right now? You can find us on Instagram, Patreon, Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, YouTube, at You Mean a Poltergeist. Yeah, and if you want to help support us even further, if you don't feel like joining a subscription of Patreon where you can get your episodes early Early. and have access to our Discord. And free um, content. Go ahead and grab some of our merch. It'd be great. Thank you. At Redbubble. Thank you. Tons of people have been buying stuff lately and we love you all so much. It's been so good to that one person out in the United Kingdom for buying one of the Mothman tote bags. Yes. Respect. You are the best. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening and don't forget, exercise regularly. Goodbye. Bye.